I'm Genevieve Kula. Ah, ah, ah. And I'm Where Emmy. <laughs> Welcome to the Science Stoosh! Broadcasting from our basement in Charlotte, North Carolina, The Science Sisters is a not-so-spooky podcast about science for kids by kids, plus the dadly hollows. This is our third and last episode in our not-so-spooky mini-season. So, what's in the cauldron today? Candy! Wait, for real? Yup. Today, we want to talk about one of the major holiday food groups, sugar. You may ask, why candy? And aside from the fact that it's trick-or-treat time, making candy is actually a very scientific process. That's true. Cooking in general, but candy making specifically, involves a lot of chemistry, which is the science of how different things combine, mix, and interact. Most candy at the core is just different combinations of sugar and flavor, and the texture and taste is determined by how you make it. So yesterday we made a couple candy treats. Should we go get them and talk about how we made them? How about a different kind of break this time? Maybe a... Candy break! So we're back with our candy. The last time we made food on the podcast, we made ice cream with dry ice. That was dangerous enough to do at the desk, but with boiling sugar and precise temperatures, we decided to do that earlier and just talk science with you now. Okay, Genevieve, tell me what the first candy we made here is. This is a marshmallow. Chocolate marshmallow to be exact. Marshmallows are a squishy mixture of corn syrup and sugar and water mixed with gelatin. Next up, Emmy, what's this one? This is homemade hard candy. It's kind of like a Jolly Rancher. It's watermelon flavored and it's made of sugar and corn syrup and water. So aside from the gelatin, they're made of the same thing? A super soft marshmallow and a super hard candy? How? Is it just the gelatin? No. It's not, but this is where fun science comes in. Sugar goes through stages when cooking it in water as sugar and water mixture changes with temperature. If you take some sugar and add it to cold water, only so much sugar will actually dissolve or mix in. After that point, when no more sugar is able to dissolve, the mixture is considered to be saturated. But of course, sugar water isn't a hard candy or a marshmallow, so we add heat. Higher temperatures allow more sugar to dissolve into water, creating what's called a supersaturated mixture. Because when it cools back down, it can't undissolve the sugar, so cooling it hardens it instead. And how hot you heat the mixture affects how hard the mixture is after it cools. From syrupy like pancake syrup, to soft like taffy, to hard as rock. Candy making stages are named after what happens when you cool sugar and water mixture at that temperature. This is the way people made candy before thermometers were affordable and reliable. They would remove a little of the mixture from the heat and drop it in cold water. It would make a thread or lumpy ball that was described as soft, firm, or hard, or a thread again that was bendy, called soft crack, one that broke easily, called hard crack. Each of these phases makes different kinds of candy. What kinds did we make? Well, we heated our marshmallow mix to 240 degrees, right at the top of the soft ball phase, and our hard candy to 300 degrees, the middle of the hard crack phase. Above that is caramelization, at around 340 degrees, where hardened caramel is made. And at 350 degrees, sugar burns, and you're not making candy anymore. You're having a bad day. (laughs) After we heated the marshmallow mix, 
We added them to a mixture of water and gelatin in our mixer. We added cocoa to make chocolate marshmallows, then whipped it for 15 minutes. On top of temperature, what you do next after the heat matters a lot. That's true. By whipping the mixture, we were creating a foam. Now, you might think of foam as something pool toys or cushions are made of, but a foam is anything where air is mixed in and suspended or held inside of another material. Can you think of any foods that have a lot of air in it? Whipped cream! That's right, but what about what you put whipped cream on? Ice cream is a culinary or food foam too. So is cake. So is souffle. A lot of desserts include foam because of the airy, lighter feel of a foam. So if whipping it brings in air and makes a foam, what is the gelatin for? That's a great question. Gelatin, which you probably know best as what makes up jello, stabilizes the foam and keeps it from letting the air escape. Other foods use other ingredients to stabilize the foam. Cakes and some ice cream use eggs, for instance. The egg whites do the same job that gelatin does in those foods. So we made hard candy and fluffy candy. And by the way, you can go to our Instagram at Science Sisters Pod to see photos and get the recipes to make these at home yourself. But what other kinds of candy would you like to make, girls? I want to try making chocolate. Chocolate sounds great, but I like to try making fruit gummies, kind of like halfway between the hard candy and the marshmallow. Well, we've reached the end of this mini season of the Science Sisters. We hope you enjoyed exploring some not-too-spooky science with us. If you liked it, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps new people discover it. We'll be back before long, but if you want to talk to us, email us at the Science Sisters Podcast at gmail.com or call and leave a message at 910-777-7571. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to wash your hands, claws, or paws for 20 seconds. The Science Sisters was created and written by Genevieve and Emmy Britt, ages 10 and 7. Were produced and edited by me, their dad, Kyle Britt, with additional production and music by their uncle, Sven Britt. If you share this podcast with a kid who loves science, I know my girls would love to hear from them. Email us at thesciencesisterspodcast at gmail.com or call and leave a message at 910-777-7571. Thanks for listening and Happy, Happy Halloween! Halloween!